Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Mindsetting Podcast. I'm your host Goro Tang. And before we start, if you have not done yet, then please hit that subscribe button and give your like to this episode. This way, you can help to share this podcast with more people who might need to listen it. Anyways, so let's dive into today's episode. Hey folks, this is your host Goro Tang, and today I want to talk about vitality. So here is the reality. We often keep waiting, dreaming and planning for that wonderful day when things will be settled down in our life. Baby will get older, kids will leave for college, job will become less demanding, we will retire and we won't be so stressed. But guess what? A completely stress-free day may probably never come. But rather than giving up on the parts of your life that challenge you, you can learn to coexist with your difficulties. How? Well, if you know how to manage to cultivate vitality. You will find that challenges, hard work and even stress itself can actually be sources of strength. So in short, the difference between those who handle stress and those who don't is the cultivation of vitality. Now, imagine that you have had a terrible week. Maybe a beloved pet passed away or a family member received a worrying medical diagnosis. You might be tempted to cancel plans, turn off the ringer on your phone and drown your sorrows in non-stop Netflix, beer and ice cream. But here is the thing. None of those things will really help you feel better. They can often actually drag you down even more and just delay your pain. So what will help? Just look around at your friends and family or a person that you know who seems okay even when things don't go their way and who just don't let the situation drag them down. According to a professor at Penn State University, there are these two kinds of people, a Teflon people and a Velcro people. What is that? Well, a Velcro people, according to the professor, remain stuck in difficult situations that tend to pull away from others and indulge themselves in activities what he calls cotton candy activities like overeating or binge watching Netflix or TV shows or useless shopping. They tend to think these are the things will help them to overcome their stress but in reality they don't do any actual good in the long run. Now the Teflon people on the other hand demonstrates vitality. That means they make plans but remain flexible. They stay engaged and deliberately plan to do things daily that make them feel good and strong. They are even supportive to others in their times of need. You don't need a life-altering event to come your way in order to begin building vitality. It's the little things that really brings us down. The traffic jam, Uh, your teen kid, your bills. As Muhammad Ali pointed out, sometimes it's the pebble in your shoe that wears you out and not the mountain in front of you. So dragging your soul daily to deal with tensions and roadblocks of your life can be a drain and a challenge to the strongest of us. So who is better equipped to deal with this endless parade of small daily stresses? Well, those who display vitality, recognize the importance of being proactive and make plans to go out and do things, 
and to draw strength from doing things with others. So let me tell you the first step in cultivating vitality. It is to do things intentionally. Now here is a little trick to dealing with a tough situation. Don't be yourself. Weird, right? All our life we have been told to be our true authentic self. But what if your true self goes to pieces at the thought of public speaking? Here being you is only going to result in a panic attack. But what if you decide to become your chatty, confident and Sally, a popular college professor who delivers a top-notch entertaining lectures to packed classrooms? If you pretend to be her for an hour that you have to make a presentation, maybe you will pretend so hard that you will deliver a fantastic performance. Why would this work? Because you made a conscious, precise decision to act certain way and prioritize achieving that result. Just like channeling Aunt Sally or Batman or Wonder Woman if you wish, to get through a tough situation, you can use this shift in perspective to adjust your view of the past. Say you have always been helpful and obliging, praised all your life for being the nice girl or boy. But lately you have been feeling increasingly resentful about picking up everyone else's slack at work. So next time your boss asks you to stay late and finish up your work, rewrite that history. Say no and change your story. It's never too late to reject traits that have become affixed to you and begin to embody traits that you value instead. Now keep in mind that even role models aren't perfect. Though it's fine to look up to and emulate someone you admire, don't become caught in the trap of envying them. Comparing yourself to others all the time robs you of joy in your own life. Choose to see the positive in your life, big or small, like someone holding the door open for you or your child coming home for a visit. Thinking about positive can generate uplift and a series of these small acts of grace can feed on themselves and create a spiral of positivity. A trigger for this uplift spiral can be something as simple as getting in your car after work and thinking of all the good things that happen in your day before you start the engine. Now, let us find out how to include others in this learning process. Studies have shown that hikers find hills more hard to climb alone compared to when they trek with a friend, and that people afraid of public speaking are less nervous after a hug. And Paramedics who have high level of social support sleep better after a high stress day than those who report lower levels. In other study of married couples, those who held their spouse's hand while being administered an electric shock felt less pain than those who didn't. Interestingly, those who were in loving relationships felt the least pain. It turns out that loving and being loved can actually shield you from some of life's hardships. When life gets busy, it's easy to retreat into cocoon of your own home and avoid contacts with others. But it is precisely that contact that can help us deal with the stress. 
Better conversations make people happier. That's real conversation that involve a significant exchange of information and not just a small talk. Don't hijack the conversation and talk only about yourself. Ask questions. Include everyone in conversations. Look, listen and notice. And something that is also very important, put your phone away. Effective communication can be especially important in romantic partnerships and marriages. Create a decontamination protocol to wash off the tough day at work before joining your family. So you don't take your stress out on them. When your partner tells you something, respond with active constructive responding. This means responding with wholehearted, genuine enthusiasm, including eye contact, follow-up questions, and focused attention. It can literally make the other person feel more loved. In fact, the three best words in romance may not be I love you, but tell me more. When loving communication translates into action, it can become even more powerful sources of strength. It isn't the big lavish gesture like diamond necklaces that lead to long-term contentment, but it's the layer of invisible support, like filling up the tank of your partner's car to make the next day easier for them. These small acts of kindness and thoughtfulness can help to reduce another person's stress immensely. Another way to build vitality is by challenging yourself. Here is an interesting fact. Nobel Prize winning scientists are two and a half times more likely to have a hobby compared to an average scientist. You would think they would be so busy coming up with groundbreaking theories that they wouldn't have time for anything else. But it turns out that some of the world's most successful people are constantly learning new things. Start by questioning your assumptions. We are always told to be happy but it's okay to be sad sometimes. Allow yourself to feel disappointed rather than rationalizing your way out of the problem by saying, oh, she wasn't right for me anyway, or that teacher never liked me. Put what you're feeling into words and pinpoint why something bothers you. Then challenge yourself to go out and do something new and interesting something that increases your knowledge, broaden your perspective, and helps you do even more new things. Passive activities like watching TV or scrolling through social medias on your phone doesn't count. Have you ever felt like you were completely involved in something you are doing and you almost didn't notice the world around you? Well, you were lucky enough to be caught in the flow. The flow is that wonderful feeling that comes when you are so immersed in something that you almost transcend yourself and become one with the thing you are doing. Doing activities that can lead you to this point will almost certainly build your vitality. On a more everyday level, challenge yourself to become healthier in general. Get at least 7 to 8 hours of sleep, any less can make it impossible to think clearly or see things in a positive light. Prioritize sleep as you would uh, a meeting. Set an alarm for your bedtime and set notifications on your phone to silent an hour before bed so you can start to unwind. Make sure to exercise. 
a 30-minute walk three times a week has been shown to be as effective as stress relief medications. Once you do a small thing that makes you feel better, it can feed another big thing. And the next thing you know, you have kicked off a whole series of positive events. You might even find that you have created a habit. So there is this study done to taste whether your intentions affects the degree of pain you feel. Participants were paired up and divided into three groups. In each group, one partner administered a small electric shock to the other. Member of group one were told that they had been shocked by mistake, while member of group two were told that their partners had shocked them on purpose, although no reason was given. But the member of group three were told that the electric shock was a step in a process that would eventually allow them to win lottery tickets. And guess what? Members of the third group reported feeling the least amount of pain. Just knowing that the pain was inflicted with the intention to help participants gain something made the pain hurt less. We live in a society where we have been encouraged to put our own mask on before helping others. We keep hearing, do things for yourself, put yourself first. Much of this is a backlash against the stress of our commitment. But focusing only on yourself can leave you empty and unfulfilled. When in one study participants were asked to do something nice for themselves, for another individual or for humanity, those who did something nice for others had positive feelings that lasted longer than those who did things just for themselves. To help put your choices in context, think about what is meaningful to you. Perhaps you have high cholesterol. So simply knowing that fried food is bad for you may not be enough for you to avoid unhealthy eating. But when you think about a grandchild you love and then think about your cholesterol, you might be more likely to stick to a healthy diet so you can be around long enough to enjoy their company for many years to come. In a world where it feels like headlines about war, disease, and environmental disasters are constant, it is easy to get caught up in negativity. Cultivate vitality by rejecting pessimistic lens through which to see the world. Don't go out of your way to look for bad news. And don't be that person who is eager to share the latest news of disasters with others. Instead, note and write down at least two ordinary uplifting moments per day. Vitality is not something you have to be born with. It's something you can grow within yourself. Following the steps I just talked about in this episode that can help you to build vitality amid the daily stressful life. Stress is an inevitable part of modern life. Rather than avoiding it, you can become more resilient by embracing the positive aspect of the challenges that come your way. By being intentional, reaching out to others, and seeking out challenges, you can cultivate vitality. Developing vitality is a win-win. And the more positive you are, the more positivity you seek and create. Vitality can help you thrive amid chaos and uncertainty. So next time a tough job, difficult person, or frightening news comes your way, practice the things that I had just talked about in this episode. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it informative and inspiring. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends and family, and leave us a review. Let's cultivate a vitality in our lives and others. Peace, much love.